Welcome back to part two of our discussion on race in America in the PVN College podcast. Let's get back into it. So, okay, okay. So let's go, let's go through one or two of these, Cam. Um, some of these, these questions for, th- these are just common, yeah. common rebuttals that people will hear. And I think, I think in a lot of, especially college students, millennials and Gen Z and younger, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people who say, I know what, what I'm about to say. I know this is wrong, but I need help putting meat on those bones yep. of how to explain yep. how it's wrong. So just a couple here, re- relatively brief. Um, if that's even a thing, let's find yeah. out. Uh, but Cam, all lives matter. All lives matter. <laughs> this just makes me want to laugh. And let me remind you that I have seen Remember the Titans yeah. several times. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so okay. So all For lives sure. matter. Um, what is? How, how does a student respond to that? How does a student lovingly respond to that? Yeah. So. <sighs> I, we keep using like wives as an example, and I think it's because we're both married, yep. and we know the tender space that a wife okay. holds in a man's heart. And okay. I could probably cry talking about my wife. Sure, you know? sure. So say you are in a group of friends. Mm-hmm. All of you are married. And you find out that one friend is abusing his wife. Okay. And your wife goes up and is like, this is happening. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. And your response to her right. is, well... You matter to me. Like I would never do that to you or mm. all wives. Right. Like, right. That's a mutual understanding that all life is important. Yeah. Right. But that is that is the relationship that is suffering right now. Correct. And huh? deserves yeah. our attention. And the reason why that's even a thing mm. is because it hasn't. That marriage obviously slipped. Mm. He slipped. At yeah. some point, and I don't use slip as like no, 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 I slap get on the wrist, but like no, he progressed quickly and we weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. He may have said some things that were like, eh, eh, yeah. he didn't mean it. Right. Or like we saw a bruise and we're like, she probably just felt like we gave them enough slack at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. Now her life's on the line and now yeah. now we have to address it Yeah, because now it's urgent. So mm-hmm. when, when people say all lives matter, it's patronizing. It's yeah. like. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. Imago Day as believers that all life, regardless of believer, unbeliever, it doesn't matter. Right. It's created by God and valued deeply, mm-hmm. has dignity, worth, is worthy of love because God loves his creation with a very um, general, common grace type affection of yeah. what he's created, right? right? So it's like we know that, that all life is precious. And when when one part of God's creation is suffering. Right. It needs immediate attention. So that so so that is when you say all lives matter as a response and a rebuttal to black lives matter, yep. you are ignoring a fundamental pillar of of the gospel. Yep. yep. Like it, it it that's how egregious it is. Like it's not just like oh you're being in senses. Like no you are you don't understand Genesis one. Yeah, when he looked at creation, and said it was good, mm-hmm. and then he created men in his likeness, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like him taking his own image and putting it into the temple of his creation yeah. and saying, "Represent me." Mm-hmm. Those cr- like creations, those 
um, image bearers are being killed. Yeah, right. right. With no justice. Right. No, I, I think it's like what like what like what what do you want me to say right. to make you feel better? Because I can't. Right. Like that. It's an. It's like it's laughable yeah. to me because it it's like it's so ele- It's such like an ele- It's like my dad can beat up your dad. It's such like an elementary comeback mm-hmm. of like, like what are you trying to prove? No, no. and and it's it's to me to me. <laughs> I practice this in the car on the way here. Yeah. The the biggest offense of All Lives Matter to me, other than the fact that it's blatantly racist, <laughs> yeah. is that it's lazy. It's super lazy. It's lazy theology. A hundred percent. Like my so my wife's stepdad had cancer in one of his lungs. Yeah. The doctor didn't if the doctor had come and said, All right, listen, guys, <laughs> listen now. Now said so I'm a professional. Listen, both his lungs matter. Got you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. So, but uh, but somehow that's that's to, if you say both lungs matter to your point, yeah. you are ignoring the sickness that one of them yes. is dealing with. Yes. So so I I agree. Hundred percent. hundred percent. So okay okay okay. From one from one trigger to the next. Yeah. Um, Cam, look, man, taking a knee yep. during the national anthem. Yep. It's disrespectful to our veterans. Yep. And our flag. Yep. All right, go ahead. So. It's interesting to me that when people say that they don't, there's such a confirmation bias in that, meaning that people are just listening to their own, hmm. like, like their own people talk about it. Okay. Okay. Because if you like go back and like do the research in that, st- in that instance, Kaepernick had like a conversation with a veteran hmm. and was like, what is the best way to do this? Interesting. Yeah. And they said, even in the military, they take a knee. Hmm. For fallen for fallen soldiers, because okay. because what because what Kaepernick didn't want to do was take the focus of what he was protesting, uh-huh. right? So that's the first part. The second part is it's interesting to me that people who how do I want to say this? It's interesting to me that people who take issue with the knee they say that's not the best way of doing it, and then you ask them what would you preferred, mm. and they don't have an answer. Yeah, great point. They don't have, like, um, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt who, who talks about the man in the arena. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. And he uses that quote, and, 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 and people who are in the stands are the ones who are usually critiquing the men in the arena. Okay. And they're saying, I wouldn't have done it that way. Mm. But yet they're so comfortable in the stands eating popcorn. Yeah. It's like, you're not in here with me, so therefore, like, your argument really doesn't have any validity to mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. And the whole thing with moments like that is they get people to pay attention. Yeah. It's like when, if I just keep playing the game that you think you pay me for, mm. then I'm just kind of giving in to what you want me to do. But the moment I take it away is the, in, is the moment that you are actually listening to what I have to say. Yeah. And we're still talking about it to this day. Absolutely. So, so, it's, so that's what's funny. I mean, it's the same thing with the bus boycott. It's the same thing with the mm. players not playing in the, in the playoffs. Like, it's these moments where, like, people are saying, I wouldn't have done it that way. I have to ask, how would you do it? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that question. The people who are saying, I wouldn't have done it that way, aren't supporters of Don't the movement. It, yeah. So they wouldn't care either way. They're mm-hmm. like, well, there's no issue to... Mm-hmm. Which then it's like time out. Now we got to go back to like like level right. one of the conversation. Right. It's like what right. do you again? So, but maybe that's his point is to is to begin that conversation. Uh, to your point, yeah. like I think that could be that that's the Kickstarter of, mm-hmm. of, of his whole. So so here's kind of where where I run with it. You know, to me kneeling and that sort of thing. 
Our, so our veterans fought and died yep. to defend the rights of citizens yep. of people and people groups all over the world, yep. including here. And I think that kneeling during the anthem is speaking to that same issue. Yep. I, I really think it is. You know, p- people say giving your giving your life for your country is is such an act of patriotism, yep. and I and I don't disagree with that at all. I don't at all. And I think that this is in that same vein. Yep. This is an act of patriotism. You know, friends are honest with each other. Mm-hmm. True friends are willing to say, "Look, man, this is where you're out of line here." And yep. I think by kneeling, that's what's happening. Yep. Athletes are are willing to be patriots and be friends to their yep. fellow countrymen, saying. Hey man, you're out of line here. Yeah, man. And the question is, are are, are we willing to to hear it? Yeah, right? it, that's the irony of it is that our veterans and I have veterans in my family, so I'm not saying this with a callous heart of Same just here. like yes, you know, whatever. No, um, not at all. I think it's Pastor Tabidi even said that to be truly American is to hold America yes. to its highest standards, of course. right? And veterans have laid down their lives for what we said this country stands for and the rights that are given to us to do so. Right. So it's, so if you've never had to protest for something, it's really hard for you to have a valid opinion for people who have consistently and Mm. always had to protest for something. Right. So it's like, what are you talking about? You never had to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So which forces me as a person who is who is in marches and who has had to translate these things to people continuously, mm. it's it, it forces me to to go to the logical conclusion that you are defending something mm. that even our veterans wouldn't want you to defend, which yeah, is right. your privilege and your power. That's good. Which is like that's a very sharp way of saying it, but it's but that is what I have to assume unless we have a dialogue about it. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred. You know what I'm saying? I do. I sure do. Um, okay, let's do this this one, and then we'll get into our, our last question. But yep. so, okay, um, we need to stop talking about racism and social mm-hmm. justice, and just get back to the gospel. Yep. In, in churches, we need to quit talking about racism. It's it's distracting. Let's get back to the gospel. Yeah, I believe Jesus said that the first commandment is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is just like it, which is Mm. love your neighbor as yourself. And when he says the second is just like it, Mm. he's attributing equal value. (laughs) Okay. So so when you're saying, let's get back to the gospel, you're not, again, you're not understanding like a pillar, Mm. not just like, if you're talking about spiritual triage, like, like reformed theology, like those kinds of things, or like baptism, whatever. Like, okay, the, if you're in the inner circle, like if you're trying to get ordained in the Baptists yeah. or Presbyterians, like, okay, those, when you start getting in those circles, you need to care about those things, right? Sure. But just like on ground level, mm-hmm. just everyday Christian, right? When God says it is like the other, mm-hmm. he is attributing equal value, yeah. meaning to love God is also to love your neighbor, yes. which is why when, again, I use my wife as an example because it's the deepest covenant relationship mm-hmm. I have outside of Christ. To love your wife like Christ loved the church, it, there's layers to that. It's like, I, ha- mm-hmm. in order to understand how to serve my wife, I have to first look at the cross. Mm-hmm. I have to, to give any kind of context of sacrifice and, and pouring my life out to her, right? So what I mean by that is the the actual event of the gospel, the the Christ on the cross, mm-hmm. affects the the horizontal 
implications on earth. And if you look at all of Paul's epistles, that is how they are ordered. Hmm. In every epistle, he is talking about the the theological premise, and then the rest of it is just the Mm -hmm. implications of that, right? So Ephesians' Mm -hmm. perfect example is he's talking about unity in Ephesus, which is like the wildest church that's ever existed. You got pagans and Jews and temples of adultery, and they're all trying to figure it out. And Mm -hmm. Paul... Is, it says we are one new man, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The implications of being crucified to the cross yeah. is that Christ has crucified his church, his body, canceling the debt of sin, which means that we are now a new family. Yeah. The, the cross has a practical horizontal implication. Yes. So to say we need to get back to the gospel, yeah. it goes against biblical teaching. Now, what I'm not saying is anything that's... Heresies rarely ever come from people like creating cults. Like that happens. Right. But if you look at church history, heresies usually come from an imbalance in something that's really, really, really important. So a watered down gospel for the sake of social justice isn't going to get us anywhere as far as kingdom impact. Mm -hmm. But justice... As a response of gratitude to Christ for giving me my racial assumptions, my mm-hmm. racial prejudices, my socioeconomic prejudices, should influence what I do to my brother right. on a regular basis. Yes. Am I loving my neighbor? If racism is loving your neighbor, we got to talk about some things. Right, right. But, but being with those who suffer like Christ did, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, if we're supposed to be Christ-like... We need to be with those who suffer. Right. So in order to say, get back to the gospel, again, the logical conclusion is that these people aren't suffering. Mm-hmm. You have to say that. Mm-hmm. There's something that they did mm-hmm. that deserves that. Right. Now, here's, here's my rebuttal to that. We could say the same thing about everybody underneath the curse of sin. Mm-hmm. Same things like, oh, I, did I do something to earn the grace, mercy, kindness of God? Absolutely not. It was of his, his mercy, his grace, his goodness, his kindness, his divine patience that led me to repentance. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't agree, mm, right. there's no escape hatch. No, yeah. Like, there's no. no escape hatch. The gospel has horizontal implications. And if you even are like, oh, they did it to themselves, like, well, you were trapped in the no. trespasses of your sin too. And God literally put his hand down and pulled no. you out. Like, right. what, what is your argument? Right. Again, Christian, what is your argument? Mm-hmm. I've yet to find a non-heretical biblical argument to not even entertain the idea that racism, systemic injustice, or just loving your neighbor is not a thing. A hundred percent. Well, and you know, I I think immediately of first John, you know, you say, if you say you love God, but hate your brother, it's not not in you, man. Right. James one, you know, true religion is to love the widow and the orphan, which which is not literally just widows and orphans. It's yep. code for anyone who's oppressed and cannot get themselves out of the hole that 100%. has been has been dug for them. You know, over and over. I, I had all these notes, and, and what you said was so good, I literally scrolled through all of them. <laughs> um, the only thing that I'll say, just again, to your point in terms of history, um, missionaries during colonial times begged the U.S. government to stop forcing Native Americans off of their own land mm-hmm. because... They their plea was it is directly impacting our ability to witness to them, mm-hmm. and 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 I can you can just picture the dudes in the wigs saying, "Quit worrying about us pushing the Native Americans off their land, and go back to witnessing to them." And they're saying that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. But how how you treat someone is 
evangelism. 100%. How you treat them is evangelism. Okay, so we've... All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm pick, I got I to choose between one or the other. So, so here we go, here we go. In light of everything that we've yeah, said, yeah. Um, three ways maybe that you could give, in relatively brief fashion, three mm-hmm. ways that college students can can help with this, can mm-hmm. help either raise awareness of systemic racism or engage with their neighbor, three ways that college students can help. Yeah, I would show three things in short. I would say um, get off social media. Okay. I, I would say that because <laughs> it's a really lazy way of learning. Hmm. Um, hmm. Social media is a huge distraction from making like it's a great entry point i'll say that it's like oh this is happening mm, but it's okay. not a means of just like learning information it's great those information i mean the, the hard way like read yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. read books about it which we'll get into later what is a book right like or like kindle whatever it is that <laughs> yeah. you use like podcasts like mm. talking to that black friend and just asking right. him, not the one that you've grown up with buddy buddy and he's mm. like your token black friend. I'm like, no, like the one that's like, that you don't really know well. Okay. And then, but also talk to your token friends. Like, dude, were you treated differently than, than I was at school? Hmm. And just be amazed at the things that they would say. Yeah. So that's my second one is, is be bold enough to have at least one conversation. So with get someone. off, get off social media mm-hmm. was one. Have, have honest conversations yep. with people of different color. Yeah. That would be okay. number three. Number two would be educate yourself. Be so like unplug and yeah. just get like out of the political realm. Like it's, this conversation has been hijacked by so many different people yeah. and not treated as a biblical issue for so long. Mm-hmm. So, like, getting off of it and not making it a Republican-Democrat thing or yeah. a social justice, like, just decent human civil mm-hmm. rights thing. Mm-hmm. And then, again, educate yourself, read books, learn the history that's not just America is great, this is my history. It's like, well, yeah. guess what? Other people live here, too, yeah. Yeah. and their history is different. Yeah. And then th- three... Exposure changes, it changes everything. Mm. Uh, my wife does musical theater, and stereotypically, the musical theater community has a huge gay population. Okay, um, and it's true. You know, like you don't have a context for someone unless you know them. Like yeah. you don't. So when people are against gay marriage, mm-hmm. my first qu- like adamantly, objectively against it. Mm-hmm. Like I get the biblical premise, right. and I, I I agree to it. But again, how you agree to it matters. Mm, And when you Mm. have to hug someone's neck and have that posture, it creates this space of like, Mm -hmm. like I I can't, I can't be evil. Like I have to open up Mm. and say like I don't understand what is it. What is your abuse been like? What was it growing up at home? How did like you come out? Like you have to be able now. Now you have to navigate that conversation. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. if you're just like, nope, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. There's no space for you to grow. Yeah. And now you've locked yourself into this position mm-hmm. and you are honestly it's like to your own mm-hmm. your own detriment. Well and and it gives such a clue, such an and an, a, a one one billionth of an insight into what it was like to be Jesus. Yeah. To to insert yourself into the mess of messes, dude. To to navigate. I mean, you know what I mean? Like we, we look at, oh yes, Jesus came to earth and we sing about it every week, but to actually stop for a minute and think about this horrifically awkward, ridiculously difficult conversation that you have to have with your same-sex attracted neighbor or your neighbor of a different race yep. or your racist neighbor. Yeah. Getting to understand, not not to justify their racism, but to 
But like you said, to instead of, all right, I've been demonizing you forever. Tell me why you feel this way. And let yep. me, let's have this conversation. Like that reminds me of, man, Jesus did that. And then, then, then some for me, yep. right? To, to love me. To and, make and it so, more awkward. Those people might be sitting in the pews with you. A hundred percent. You know, 100%. we got to incarnate well. Oh, might be. Yeah. No, they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. If it's a pew, you know, I'm just, yeah, uh, yeah. so anyway. Um, all right. Last one. And, and I know this is not fair to you. Yeah. Is there, if we can, if we can relatively here in terms of time, mm-hmm. but Cam, does God love racists? Yeah. Does God love racists? Sure. I would say the gift in this season has been my theology has like had to be like hashed out in real time. Yeah. Like if this is what I believe about my God, about my Jesus yeah. and how he loves, yeah. then I have like... It has to be put out in like real time. Yeah. So my answer to that question is yes, mm. because Amen. I would say if he loved us before the foundation of the world and we were in Christ, saved in Christ before the foundation of the world, yeah. then there there are those who are actively racist. Like I'm talking about like mm-hmm. the worst of like whatever your stereotype, that God's heart is on them already mm-hmm. and he loves them ahead of time. Yeah. Right. So I ha- like literally I have to say yes, even if, yeah. which is not my heart, I was like, no, I can't, I can't have that posture with people who hmm. quote unquote are on the other side of me yeah. because that was me, right? That's what Paul would say. Like I, that was, I was terrorizing, chief of sinners. Chief of, I was terrorizing Christ. Yeah. Like when, when, when Jesus met Paul, he said, why are you persecuting me? Me. Me. Yeah. Like you are, perse- you are persecuting me. Right. You know, like, and that was me. I was actively against Jesus. So my, my, what I believe about my God forces me to say, like, (laughs) literally, even if I didn't agree, which I do agree, yes, he does, which is why I can, I can have compassion and empathy and, and and have those dialogues with people. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, if you are in Christ, you are not lost. Right. So... Right. Regardless if you come to faith or come to realization with me mm-hmm. or with someone else 10 years from now, mm-hmm. you are not lost. That is my hope. So, mm-hmm. Well, and, and what an encouragement in terms of evangelizing to someone who is deeply racist. Yeah. You're not going in there on your own. No. Right? The Holy Spirit is, was already there. Yep. And, and there is something in them that, through the grace of God yep. that maybe they won't say it to your face, but yep. there's an internal mechanism that is turning with every word of truth yep. that you speak. And, and it may not, like Kevin DeYoung says, the, the, they may not pull the pin on that grenade for mm-hmm. another year. Yeah. But, but when it does, right? I, I think of, to your point, I don't want to love these people. I don't want, and it's a yeah. little bit of a different situation, but I think of Jonah, right? Yeah. Jonah, go to the Ninevites. No. No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> you are out of your mind. I, and it's so funny. He says, because I know what you will do. Because I know you love them. Yeah. It's I, so, not going to be like, through me. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. another guy. Yes. Like, no, he's like, because I know what you will do. Yeah. I'm not going. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, who am I to say, you know what, God? Right. I don't want you to have mercy on them. Like you are literally removing yourself out of an amazing yeah. higher narrative that God mm. is literally calling you into. Is like, mm. you know that racist that doesn't think anything of you. Right. What if you loved him anyway, yeah. and through that you, I tore down everything that bonded him to that. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, uh, what? Right. Yeah, that could happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Yes. To answer your question, I do believe mm. 
that Jesus loves the racists no, for sure. You answered it well. Um, so, okay, Cam, l- yeah. last kind of deal here. Um, any resources you think would be helpful for college students to check mm-hmm. out in terms of, of race in America? Yeah, so a couple books, yep. The Bible. Oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Just Mercy uh, by Brian Stevenson is really good. Uh, Divided by Faith, um, Compassion and Conviction by the And Campaign. Yeah. It's more on pol- It's like uh, the Christians and the political sphere, mm-hmm. uh, The Color of Compromise, yeah. Jamar Tisby. Yep. It's really good. Um, the color of law is the his, the yeah. history of how legally people of color were not allowed to get loans and buy houses, mm. which is literally the first step in wealth. Yeah, and that mm. I mean just how from the federal all the way down to the, the local yeah. government. Um, social media. I know I said to get off social media, but I <laughs> but if if you're going to stay on following the Ann campaign, the mm. Jude Three project, um, the One Race movement. Mm-hmm. Um, EGI, which is the Equal Justice Initiative, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then podcasts would be Seeing White, uh, Pass the Mic, Truth's Table, Church Politics, um, and I have one more, but it's rated R, so I'm not going to say that. Over, fair, fair. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll put mic. a link to yeah, it. We'll, maybe, if you are mature in the faith and you can handle eating college the meat, kid. Like yeah, eating yeah, the yeah, meat yeah. and spitting out the bones, there's yeah. another one. But That's good. That's good. You can I, ask me directly for that, that one. There, yeah, and we'll get to that in just a second. So yeah. so for mine, they're, they're far less exciting, but I think just as helpful. But So American History Volume 1 by Thomas Kidd, a historian from a Christian perspective, yeah. and, and he focuses so heavily on the role that slavery played in America. Yeah. It, it was the first step in, in my eye-opening. And if you've only got 30 minutes, uh, a sermon on YouTube by Matt Chandler, I think we've both listened to this, called uh, A House Divided Cannot Stand. Dude. Uh, he just, I mean, it. he flipped the table. I mean, it, it, was, it was... That was... It was real. I don't know if I <laughs> cried or not, but like oh. I definitely like did a lot of things with my face that Your I boy, can't even remember. I ugly... Cr- I mean, oh. it, there was, it was shame. I mean, it was just... <laughs> it just was what it was. Um... Cam, golly, thank you for being with us, oh, man. Oh, dude, my, this is my joy to be here. This, this was, was awesome. really cool. This was a lot of fun. This was awesome. For more information on this topic, well, let me let me back up before I do the, yeah. the, the closing. Uh, how can people find you on social media? Yeah, or uh, Instagram is the main thing I'm on. Uh, CW Zane, at CW Zane on Got Instagram. It. That's really the only thing that Facebook, it's just a dangerous <laughs> place yeah, to trade that, through. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, if you want to follow me on anything, just follow me on Instagram. Nice. If your mom is interested in talking to Cam, yeah, 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 Facebook. Facebook is the, the place to go. <laughs> well, listen, guys, um, for more information on this topic, message us on Instagram at PVN College. Listen to the PVN College podcast through Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Watch this podcast on Instagram TV at PVN College or on our YouTube page, Pleasant Valley North. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time.